there's kind of a um, structure of drama that I think is interesting. And there's this kind of idea about movies that you put the protagonist in a tree and throw things at him, her, mm -hmm. and see how they respond. And out of that comes the drama of a movie. And it's not so far removed from plays. A play exists in a world, and we have a character, Will, who is in this world, and in this world there is conflict. And what we do is try to figure out how he does or does not deal with the world that he's in. Mm -hmm. So I, I would just say the big issue here is what happens to a person when they cannot deal with the world that they're in? Yeah. I, I would say most people, it's very difficult to move on. Mm -hmm. Change is really difficult. It's about the only thing I remember from chemistry one <laughs> in college. It was like a thing. Change is difficult. And so you move, you mixed elements together and there would be an explosion. And so that is similar to mankind. Uh, it is the the reason we have a play like Glass Menagerie. It's because Tennessee was having enormous difficulty with the world that he was in. And I think, you know, I, I think of the play as, please forgive me. I couldn't deal with the world I was in. And so I left. And I have had guilt about it ever since. That would be true practically for his whole life yeah so the point is this the monologue has to live in a world where will is so overwhelmed i think it must be very very difficult for christians because the world doesn't work right Yesterday was my errands day, and I stopped by because I, I had a, a delivery at Macy's, and right by Macy's is a Burger King, and it's one of my great joys, my secret joys <laughs> is Burger King, uh -huh. and I was standing by a little lady who had the most wonderful smile and she said that I got a chocolate milkshake. And she went, oh, chocolate milkshake. I said, yes, I know. And so then we had this, this conversation. And I said, I never do this. But I said, I just couldn't help myself. And she said, you know, it's so wonderful. We can smile about things. And I thought, yes, you're right. It's so wonderful. And she said, you know, if, if the world is out there, but if we can smile about it, I think it helps. And she said, and you know, and we can just depend on the Lord to take care of things. And I thought, how fabulous. And and if some if it's possible, she seemed older than I am. And I thought, how wonderful it must be. How wonderful it must be to think that's true. Mm -hmm. um, um, my first son... Uh, went to Wesleyan, and he he was in the gospel choir. 
the only white boy in the gospel choir, I think, <laughs> and not necessarily a great singer. Yeah. But he was laughing about it, and he said, it must be so wonderful to believe that. And I said, yes, it must be so wonderful. Yeah. I mean, if you if you can really sit back and actually believe things like the Lord works in strange ways, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, what a luxury. What a luxury. The rest of us, as he points out, the rest of us are like trying to figure out, you know, what's it all about, Alfie? I mean, it's like the rest of us are waiting for Godot. Mm-hmm. The rest of us are sitting around waiting for some answer. And it doesn't happen. And so, you know, that's a problem. Anyway. All right. So, hmm. so I think going into this is the fact that, let's just put it this way. Life doesn't work. And most of us just sort of accept it and go on. I mean, it makes no sense. You know, I go back to Chris Durang's line, uh, which was so brilliant, about when all of the actors winning Tony Awards for Dream Girls thanked God. And his character mused over the fact that how interesting that God had had such an active involvement in the musical Dream Girls winning a Tony <laughs> Award when he had been completely absent from any involvement in cancer, AIDS, heart disease, right. plague. And so, you know, I think most of us live with with that idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Durang left the church because of because his mother died of cancer, and he was pissed off at the way the Catholic Church handled it. It was not satisfying. So, for people who have had an answer to then come up with a question mm-hmm. is really difficult. I mean, it's really interesting. In Ibsen's play Ghosts, there's a question. We're building a church to honor whoever the father, and should we have insurance? And so people said, no, it's a church. God will watch over it. God will be insulted if we take out insurance. Right. And of course, the church burns down. And the result of that particular play was that the reviews called the play an open sore. And it's because that's the reality. The reality, it doesn't matter what you build, get insurance. Mm -hmm. You know, God's not going to protect it, even if it is a church. Well, this guy had a church fail. Mm -hmm. I mean, I keep wondering, what do these people think? When they're sitting at a church and somebody comes in with a gun and kills everybody. Right. You know, what? how must they deal with it? And, and still, you know, I mean, they still sit back and refuse to vote for gun control. 
they will vote not to have women as ministers in the Southern Baptist Church. They will vote to, you know, they will vote for all of that. They will vote against having books with gay themes in the libraries. But when it comes to what actually killed these people, right? you know, God provides, you know, it's like there's, a, you know, so at any rate, at some particular point, we have to accept the fact that apparently people are not smart enough to question it. And he has. Yeah. And that's where his problem is. His problem is that he has questioned it. Mm -hmm. And he has not been able to come up with a satisfactory answer. And most of us live with the idea there is no satisfactory answer. Mm -hmm. But because of a mentality that he had, where there was a satisfactory answer, he is still looking for one. And he hasn't moved on to that particular area where he hasn't come to grips with that and can't. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the thing that is really going on with the small woman. Totally. That is really the thing that is going on with this monologue. No answer makes sense to him. And so by the end of it, rather than struggling to find a truth, he will go back to the one that he could depend on, even though it has not served him. Right. Yeah. Hmm. And, and so that that's it. So in a sense, I don't know, I would approach this like to be or not to be uh, in the sense of soliloquy. Uh, in other words, I wouldn't worry so much about talking to somebody, but him talking out what is going on with him interiorly. Mm -hmm. As he talks out, believe in what? Okay, believe in what, to be or not to be. Believe in what is the question. Right. Believe in, and I would just say the work here is believe in the Lutheran church. As an example, some branch of some bra branch of some branch of Christianity, some vapid, meaningless organization that's going to legislate my belief system instead of looking to God's word for it. So I don't know any Lutherans, but it seems that whatever that he's shopped for, Lutheran being one of the things clearly mm -hmm. is very liberal. Right. 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 And so it in his mind, these are people who adapt the word of God mm -hmm. to to function in a way that they believe. Yeah, yeah. And in his mind, it's a cop out. For sure. 
you know, it's a cop out. You 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 know, you either believe the word of God or you don't. You don't try to adapt it to your own devices. <laughs> so then he goes through you you work at Hobby Lobby, Anna. Before that, you worked at Walmart, J.C. Penney's, McDonald's, Barnes and Nobles, and now we both work here. Your life is meaningless. My life is meaningless. The only thing that gives any meaning, that brings any hope to this life is my unshakable belief that God will come again in glory to replace this disgusting life with something new and pure and meaningful. Okay, so I I admire his commitment to it. I mean, he really does say life sucks and then you die. Mm -hmm. And it's similar to Eugene O'Neill in that. But for him, unlike Eugene O'Neill, for him, there is a belief that there is a reason. I don't know if he really believes it, but that, but he's fighting to hold on to believe it. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation with a girl once, and I said, it shocks me to think that with everything going on in the world, you still believe in God. To which she responded, and she said, I, I'm, well, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, with everything going on in the world, I can't believe you don't. But you see, it's like they have a belief that if you live a good life, there will be a payoff. Right. And it's so interesting to me that people think that's enough. Right. I I had this conversation. um, Christianity is huge in Korea. I mean, it's just huge. You drive in from the airport into the city of Seoul, mm-hmm. and it's like they're they're kind of mountains. They're not mountains, but hills. Mm-hmm. And all you can see across these hills are neon crosses. Hmm. And so I had a trainer, and I was there for a year, and I had a trainer at uh, the gym who uh, was just wonderful guy. And I said, you know, some of us are getting together on Sunday for lunch at my house. Why don't you stop by? And he said, I'll, I'll come by after church. And then at one particular point, I got into a discussion with him. I said, you know, Buddhism is such an interesting religion. I don't understand why you're you know, why you glommed on to being a Christian. And he said, oh, because the Christian religion believes in an afterlife. And it never occurred to me. The afterlife is the thing. Yeah. That's the big getcha. If you live a good life and you're a good person, you will go to heaven. Right. Everything is around that. The fact that you work for... Walmart or J.C. Penney's or McDonald's. I mean, he couldn't have chosen three worst places or Hobby Lobby. Yeah. The fact that you work for all of those places, any of those places, is so mundane. Mm-hmm. 
but yet it's worth it because if you live a good life, God will come again in glory to replace this disgusting life with something new and pure and meaningful, which comes from death. Right. And you could take the easy route. You could go to a liberal church and believe in nothing, believe that God is unknowable and will never know the meaning of life. And you'll go to college and get a degree in English or philosophy or order economics and you'll spend your life searching in the dark, trying to find meaning in the meaningless. Become one of those people who sit around in their fashionable clothes with their fashionable friends and call us bigots, fanatics, and hicks, calling us idiots for actually believing something, for standing for truth. And and he believes these people will burn in hell. Mm -hmm. And I think it's in caps because of the desperation to hold on to this belief. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that, I think it's, it's there, there are three kind of chunks in it that are clear. Yeah. As the biblical story of the New Testament goes, he has struggled in the wilderness and fought the devil for 40 days and 40 nights and has come out of it with a realization. The struggle, it's like AA, I think, says, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I think it has. And is that helpful? Does that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's so throughout the play, he also, there's, it's the play starts with him looking up to the skies and saying, now, pause, now, pause, now. Because he's trying to get God to just be like, okay, do the rapture. It's time to do it. Like, I've done it. Like, I've sacrificed enough. So I think that whole, the 40 days, 40 nights comparison is very appropriate for it. Um, yeah, yes. I, I find, uh, quite honestly, I use that image a lot. Because I don't think actors realize in every single play, mm -hmm. if you don't have that kind of conflict, the play is meaningless. Right. If the struggle isn't that big, then you don't get the play. These mm -hmm. plays are about enormous, enormous, enormous struggles. Yeah. yeah. And most of the time, Actors lack size because they don't understand the struggle. Mm -hmm. They don't understand how big the struggle is. Yeah. So I would approach the monologue uh, from the idea of what is the struggle this man has gone through. And out of the struggle, he has had a revelation he has had an understanding that has saved him hmm. when you work on it mm -hmm. i would say improvise around that idea in other words talk it out in a way that you get it don't worry so much about the words you have time 
don't worry so much about the words. Don't worry about getting the words right. And certainly don't worry about performing the words correctly. Right. And don't push the performance, Tim. Just really build it in a way that you can believe it. And by the way, it's good to eventually get to the first person pronoun I. Mm. Um, However, if you have to start by saying he, do. Because sometimes it's easier because you're playing a character and you're playing somebody else's belief system. It's easier to say he brings up this idea of this and then he talks about the Lutheran church being kind of a tepid sort of church. Uh, Don't do it like you're reporting. It, it, It is an attempt to experience what you're talking about. But if you'll start that way, then it is easier, I think, you get you start to sort of grab onto it. Mm-hmm. Give yourself permission to just have it as much as I have it for right now. And then I'll get the next job. Sure. Then eventually I can put it together. I think too often, we it's like we move into doing it in the first person before we're ready and we don't we're not able to do it because we feel like we're lying and we feel like we're full of shit. Mm -hmm. And so it makes it really, really difficult for us to act because I feel, I know I'm lying. So I push it to make it sound like the truth. And so then it leads to me to being one of those actors who, who pushes performances. Mm -hmm. So you see what I mean? It's like, that's why you have to be so, so delicate with yourself Mm -hmm. and say, I don't believe that. It's like making a choice. You know, I don't believe that choice or Mm -hmm. I don't like that choice. I I need to shop for another choice. Um, So at any rate. uh, Yeah, cool. So anyway. Uh, start with that mm-hmm. and we'll meet again. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> yeah.